Yeah, buddy, we're back at it. This is Blake here with the Weekend Recap. And guess what we have today? <laughs> What's going on? Am I in the right place? We got Quentin in the house, I, man. I, I can't be more excited about this weekend and to find out Quentin's back on the show, man. G- GPS told me to turn right over here, and I was like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> hey, welcome to Wachula, buddy. <laughs> I, I found my way to Studio A. Studio A? <laughs> that's, that's almost like a Canadian thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Man, how Great you, to be back, man. How have you been, man? Well, you know, I, I took some time off. I was dealing with some uh, family issues back at home and all, and I uh, had to get them all straightened out. Yeah. And not to bore you with any of the details of that, but uh, yeah, no, I just uh, took took some time off. Went up to South Carolina, visit some family, and uh, this to be tur- uh, turning thirty one actually tomorrow. Thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. You guys keep hurting so. my feelings. You know, I'm seeing these people that are older <laughs> than me. I'm seeing these people that are younger than me, and here I am looking older than all of you. Listen, <laughs> I mean, what's going on? Listen, I got what's off in this water down here. I need to start drinking the tap water. I thought mine was rusty. Maybe that might be doing me some good. <laughs> I, I got uh, I got off work. What was it a couple of days ago? And I used to coach Little League basketball, like, religiously when I was growing up, like, in high school and even at, after I got out of high school and all. And uh, I seen this – one of the kids, I say kids, he's a grown man now and he's married with a child. But uh he's like, hey, what's going on? He called me coach, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> but it wasn't like the, you know, the, hey, coach, the, the young vibe, like, young vibe voice. It was – Hey, coach. And I'm like, oh, goodness. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm so glad to be back on the show, man. It, it's been, been, a, been, a, been a minute, I guess you can say. I ain't but, gonna lie, man. That me, the station, the listeners, man, we have been missing you. That, that I appreciate so it. I have you back in the building. I know, I know I've gotten a couple of messages here and there. And then, uh, then of course, like you being there, uh, in the same town as, me and all you message me just about every day when you're ready to come back man when you're ready to come back i man i'm like man i trust me i want to come back just let me get let me get through this part one day we'll have studio 85 put together but it ain't tonight (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness let's get this party started guys yeah again welcome back this monday this is the weekend recap uh here on 102.1 the outlaw and wauc 1310 wachula uh you can listen to us live on the go and anywhere at 102.1.com uh, while you're at it, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search us for the weekend recap and stay up to date on the local news and uh, everything going around in the, the leagues here. Uh, man, let me tell you what. This has been a busy weekend. We had Easter. We got the NBA playoffs that just tipped off. Uh, the NHL hockey action, man. It's uh, If you didn't catch it over the weekend, I think the... The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers melted the ice with the uh, the Winnipeg Jets. So it's uh, and then we have NASCAR in Bristol on a dirt track, man. I mean, it's it don't get no sexier than that than mud in your grill, right? Yeah, and then then to top it all off, you 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 got football. Like, oh, football! Oh, where's it at? Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like man, I'm feeling good. I don't know about you. <laughs> I, I know, especially with you being like a, a Vols fan and all. You're, hey, you're... <laughs> hey, no shots. <laughs> this ain't a bar, buddy. We ain't taking shots. Wait a second. <laughs> you, 
you're used to watching some secondhand football and all that. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, wait a minute. That, see, now I need a drum roll. Oh, Where, goodness. Where's my sound effects guy? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. It, 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 John, where you at? <laughs> we, we got a little bit of everything going on this weekend. And uh, so, I mean, it, it was... It was a good weekend. It really was. Man, you know what? You, you, you already hit on the subject I wanted to get into first. We had football this weekend, the USFL. Now, let, let me touch on this real quick. How do you think the USL was received over the weekend? Do you, do you think it was a, a hit? Do you think it was a flop? How do you think this thing stacked up with what was going on? I mean, I, I think we're at the point to where, you know, some <sighs> – we're we're at the point where people just want to see the physicality portion, and and to look, be able to see that year round. Look, football fans are looking like people from Bradenton, dude. We're on the corner fiending. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. It, it it was good to good to see football back on because uh, I I I think people miss that. It, oh my god, the season's not long enough. Oh God! It's and not. they say that you know they took away the, like in the NFL they took away one preseason game, added a regular season game. The it, season in general is not long enough. No, they really didn't do nothing. The season is still the same length. I'd, I'd much rather it's watch like football. You cut it off the front to put it on the end. I mean, you still got the same amount of football. <laughs> I'd much rather watch fifty-six games of football than watch fifty-six games of hockey. <laughs> uh, well, I like hockey. I, I, like I mean, hockey. I don't mind but hockey if either. We're stack it up against baseball or basketball. Yeah, even I more mean, so. Just ask the listeners, ask the viewers on the social media sites. They want more football, buddy. And uh, this was an interesting stat that I ran up against. Now, we had the NBA playoffs, mm. right? And we got some teams that are posturing for position for the NHL playoffs. So I, th- I think we're about Let's see. Start the week, we're at nine games, so we're probably somewhere between six to five games left in the season for the NHL regular season. Mm -hmm. And I figured these guys would really had locked in the market just because of we're talking playoffs here. We're talking about pro sports here. I mean, no knock on the USFL, but this is kind of like the the NFL's minor league here. This is the spring league for these guys. Yeah, you know, these are players that used to play. These are coaches that used to coach. These are college guys that were right on the cusp and might need a little bit further development. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why I give them the, the minor league comparison here. But the the stat that blew me away was the viewers on, uh, y'all don't see me, but I'm doing air quotes, <laughs> on the inaugural game here. Guess how many people tuned in? Uh, I'm not even sure. I, I, I wouldn't even know where to start guessing. I would think very high. But in the same instance, I mean – have you ever watched a minor league baseball game? No. Even, well, and ask back. a baseball fan. <laughs> I, granted, in Nashville, where I'm from, all we had was the Nashville Sound. So, I mean, that, that that's about as pro league as we had there for a while. Yeah. You know, until, well, we'll get into that one later. <laughs> <laughs> but 3.3 million viewers that's just for the Birmingham, Birmingham Stallions versus the New Jersey Generals, the opening game of the season. Yeah, I mean, and – Compared to average sports viewing, like I don't, I'm not sure is that is that relatively high compared to the average for a minor league team. Yeah, We're I mean, great. yeah. Now compared to the NBA, they had more viewers than a lot of these playoff games did. 
which is just mind-boggling. Yeah. You know, we got people that are traveling from out of state to check these guys out. These are people that have no interest in what's going on in Birmingham, period. Uh, oh, Birmingham fisting to start booming. Oh, I mean, if, if Tracy Lawrence didn't coin it, you know, they, they'd certainly painted a Birmingham over the weekend. I mean, <laughs> yeah. th- this place is the, the number one trending area in America right now. And, and you know, that... Oh, wait a second, wait a second. I think we've got another caller in. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 that was the that was the clip that I seen on uh, social media where the kid was like jumping up and down whenever the first touchdown was scored by Birmingham. Dude, he, that did, kid did was a Did you catch static. that opening play? No, I didn't. A forty-five yard bomb. Yeah. To I, Lord, I, I wish I had the notes from me. I forget the guy's name, unfortunately. But to start to get the season off, game opening play, you're going to just drop a forty-five yard dime in this dude's corner pocket. What way? Uh, what way to like? Just be like, hey, guess what? Football's back. <laughs> Look, I was real apprehensive about all this stuff coming together. I was like, nah. I mean, I watched the XFL flop. I watched the Arena League flop. And here we are with, uh, uh, air quotes, the inaugural kickoff to uh, the USFL, mm-hmm. which the reason I air quote this thing is because the USFL was actually put together back in 1983. That, yeah. that was before my time. So those of you that are out there melting down over this is not the inaugural season, mm-hmm. I get it. We just wasn't around for it. This, it just sounds sexier than saying this is the reboot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, we got Ric Flair feeling good about it, right? So with it, man, we uh, – I'm pumped. I, I don't know about I am. you, man. It, the football just, there's something about it. it it's, and you know what the best part about it is for us? We got a market team. Ooh. Which. Bring out Burt Reynolds. Which. I, don't have to, well, I wish I had some. Burt oh, Reynolds my goodness. <laughs> you, you, you cued all these sound bites and you didn't get no Burt Reynolds for the bandits? What? <laughs> oh, no. oh, my goodness. You're slacking, oh, Blake. I, I failed, dude. You know, oh, hey, goodness. Give me the roof access. I'm jumping off. And that is the first inaugural <laughs> fumble of the year, folks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he, he went there. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, man. No, man. It's, uh, dude, uh, let me tell you what. I was sitting there trying to figure out these games. You know, it's, it's all being play, played in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And me, I, I'm Legion a Legion field, right? Uh, I think Lord, that's the name of the field that they're playing at. I, I saw a logo as they was flying in. I, I wish I would have paid more attention. But there was this dragon on it, and it said UAB on it. So whoever those guys are, I did that. that's where they're playing. University of Alabama, Birmingham. That's the one. Right in the middle of downtown, too. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it don't get no better. Just ask Tracy Lawrence, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but with it, uh, these guys are melted. I, I stalk a lot of groups on Facebook. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get the brand out. I'm trying to mm-hmm. communicate with listeners. You know, and, and develop a uh, a partnership with all these these fans, these groups. Hey, you know, we're talking about your teams. Come check us out, right? But with it, we had the games on Sunday, and they got delayed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tuned in. I was like, oh crap, I'm about 15 minutes late on this thing. I hope I ain't missed much. And when I tuned in, we got oh. Uh, Jeff Fisher sitting there standing there, and also Lord, what's the guy from Texas A and M trying to pull his name back up here? But uh, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Oh, the quarterback? No, no not the quarterback. Oh, Their head coach. Oh, um, Lord, he played for, for not played. He he coached over at uh, Texas A and M. Kevin Sumlin, that's the guy. So they're sitting there interviewing these guys, and they got a rain delay. 
or a lightning strike delay, I should say. Mm-hmm. So they, they go and play out the game, you know, and I ain't going to lie. I, I kind of dozed off in the first half of this game because there wasn't a whole lot of action going on in it. it. It very much looked like a Jeff Fisher, Tennessee Titans team. You know, take me back <laughs> to some heartbreak, you know, <laughs> I ain't feeling good about it. But come fourth quarter, man, this thing is just lit up. You know, this this came down to the final play. And I, I feel sorry for Jeff Fisher, you know, maybe because I was a Titans fan growing up. I just wanted to see this guy get a better opportunity. Well, I guess it's really not a better opportunity, <laughs> but, but a uh, a better team than what he had there with the, at time, St. Louis Rams moving over to the L.A. Ram area. He, he really didn't have much of a team, so I, I was really pulling for the guy. He said... He, he'd been fishing. You know, Jeff Fisher went fishing after he retired. You know, go figure. This dude traveled the world, went fishing in Alaska, all over the place to catch all these these crazy-looking fishes. They're going through this whole interview process, and he's getting annoyed. He's like, who went through my phone? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's got these pictures. How'd you get these pictures? So he goes on and says that they asked him why he came out of retirement. He was like, ah, I caught enough fish. So I, I don't think Jeff Fisher is a true fisherman at this point. I, I don't know if any fisherman's ever said, I've caught enough fish, right? <laughs> Never. I have. Now, now, I can honestly tell you I don't catch enough fish. <laughs> if you ever go fishing with me, I'm going to catch you a salad. I've caught a sea cucumber, and I've caught a whole lot of seaweed. only thing I ain't caught is the, the bottle of ranch, right? Well, uh, <laughs> I've caught a couple croutons if you want to count coral and rock. <laughs> I, I've caught, uh, caught my fair share of uh, tree pounders. Tree pounders. Uh-oh. Yeah, See, in Tennessee, so. we call them rockfish. Yeah. <laughs> For the longest time, I thought that was a real fish uh, until I could never pull one in. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> this thing is heavy. <laughs> right? But, man, it, it it was just, it felt so good to turn it on and, and see these these guys just unloading on each other. Now, yeah. one, I, it entertained me. I'm sitting here watching the game, and... I'm pretty sure it was the Stallions, the Birmingham Stallions. These guys just pretty much blocked nobody but themselves. And this guy got, their quarterback got murdered. He was out for a few, for a couple quarters, actually. He came back into the uh, the fourth quarter to try to, you know, seal the deal there. But, dude, the, the left tackle and the left guard, they get stunted on. Well, these guys go to, you know, chase their guys and wind up shoving on each other i was like oh my god that is the most new york jets thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah that, that's right there with the butt fumble right <laughs> yeah or, or the the gator mishap it, that went social or uh, viral on social media where the two linemen were blocking each other oh, and that that took oh, me right oh, back gosh. buddy goodness gracious <laughs> it was hard I, i'd seen rocket top but i'm pretty sure people would start turning off the radio <laughs> it, it was hard it was hard now the other thing we got going you know well, let me take you over here. Let, let's talk about the coaches because we we got a, a new league. Mm-hmm. Let, let's introduce ourselves to them, right? So obviously we had the first game here. You know, we had the the Michigan Panthers. You know, that's led by Jeff Fisher. He was a former NFL coach. He coached and moved the Houston Oilers, which became the Tennessee Titans. Uh, after that didn't work out. After I think what like thirteen years with the Titans. He goes over to St. Louis, which to me, that was a slap in the face. You're, you're going to go to the team that we lost to in the Super Bowl. So I, I took that <laughs> personal, honestly. And, you know, he goes with St. Louis to L.A. So this guy has kind of built his career around relocating teams and redeveloping brands. Perfect guy to bring into a startup league. Oh, air oh quotes, definitely. Air quotes. So with it, that's who we got over here with the Michigan Panthers. Like we mentioned, Kevin Sumlin former Texas A&M head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now the coach of the Houston Gamblers. 
So these these are two high profile names. You know, you got an NFL coach from the AFC South, you and Lord whatever division the Rams are in at this point. Uh, <laughs> you got Todd Haley, as another name, yeah, from the NFL, and this dude's coaching the Houston Gamblers. You know, oh sorry, take it back, the Tampa Bay Bandits. So. He was a former head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've seen him on the sidelines with the Pittsburgh Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger as offensive coordinator. Now, this dude could be a little abrasive. Hopefully his whole attitude and demeanor has changed a little bit coming down into this league versus the NFL. You know, I don't think there's going to be as much pressure on this guy as there was up there in Kansas City and Pittsburgh and all the other stops that he had. But, again, another huge profile name. Now, another guy that was on this weekend is Mike Riley with the New Jersey Generals. He spent some time as a quarterback coach in college and in the NFL, uh, the Philadelphia Stars. We got Brian Scott upcoming with this guy. You know, this guy, he coached in the NFL. He coached in the NFL Europe. Uh, he was the head coach of the Rocky Mountain College. I had no idea who they were, but apparently they hadn't won anything in four years until he had got there. So he was at least able to turn that around. I was saying. Uh, he was on Sports Center at one time for spanking another school 70 to 8. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> you want to talk about boat race somebody. I mean, if you're going to bring that kind of offense power to a, a no name school, I would love to see, you know, what the second level guys look like that almost got into the NFL under that system. Yeah. Now, here is a few names that I'm not too familiar with. Now, we got the New Orleans Breakers. Mm -hmm. Their head coach is Larry Fedora. He was a wide receivers coach over at the Air Force Academy. The Pittsburgh Maulers, who the Tampa Bay Bandits should have already kicked off against right now, uh, they are playing, or take it back, they're coached by Kirby Wilson. And that should be a name that's a little bit familiar to Bucks fans. He went and won a, he's got two Super Bowl rings. One with the Pittsburgh Steelers and one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, uh, you got cha championship caliber. You, you got some pretty good names mm -hmm. starting to circulate around here. And th this was one that I didn't quite realize the connection. The Birmingham Stallions, their head coach is Skip Holtz. Who do you think his father is? Is that a. Starts with an L and ends with a Lou, Lou, right? Lou Holtz. Yeah. So that's his father. And he went and pulled some strings over at Notre Dame and got him the offensive coordinator position there at one point. So that that's kind of how he got his break in. But, uh, man, that is your USFL head coaching carousel right there. So yeah. I, I'm glad to see it's back, man. It's uh, I know we got a lot of old heads around here that remember the Tampa Bay Bandits. But granted, I didn't live in this area at the time, so it's when they said inaugural season, I was like, cool, we got some new stuff. And then everybody educated me on the Internet that it wasn't new. Yeah. <laughs> so, but what's great is we got some Monday night football to talk about. Yeah. Just unfortunately not right now. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game, like I said, it just kicked off at 7 o'clock, the uh, – Tampa Bay Bandits and the uh, Pittsburgh Maulers. They should hopefully uh, be underway at this point, unless we got other unforeseen weather issues happening up there in Birmingham. But that is one thing I saw with uh, a lot of the posts when it came to social media was there's no home field advantage unless you're Birmingham. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of people who's like, oh, if this is every game's playing in Birmingham, I'm not watching. Hey, pump the brakes, Chad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, enjoy it. It's spring. 
it's spring ball. But, it's something we don't have. Exactly. Like where where else are you gonna the, gonna find this? This is this is possibly between this and we'll talk about it a little bit later on with the the whole XFL thing as well. But they, these are potential people that you will see at the next level for your team that you wear that you paint your car to match their team colors. I mean, the things that you enjoy about football are in this sport as well. But this is this is like watching your college kid still have a chance yeah. at succeeding just, just and making that million. Just a little more refinement. You know? Yeah. Just a little, you know. And, it, and it's exciting. that extra little boost, you know. It, a lot of people just give up on after college. There, all your training's done. All of it's done. If you didn't make it, you didn't make it. And, hey, ding, fries are done, right? Yeah. They're bringing in so much technology, the camera angles that they're using, the Ooh. drones that they're using. like Technology, they're, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're putting... They're putting cameras dang near on like oh, dude, the I, helmets of these guys and watching them run through piles of fuck. I, I ain't gonna lie, that, that was a that was a whole lot of fun watching the helmet cams. You know, watching yeah. these guys hit the holes and get smashed. But th- there was a few things that I found obnoxious about this, and, and you touched on one of them, and it was the drone cams. Yeah, the noise was driving me nuts. All the way around, you know, I was like, my goodness, that, that's got to be. And you're watching these guys run up to the line, and they're staring at this drone flying around. And so I almost wonder how much of a distraction this thing's going to be throughout the season. They'll get used to it. It'll be an NFL before long. Oh, this, man. This, USFL <laughs> and the XFL will be a test dummy for anything the NFL wants to try. And I'll tell you this, yeah. because people are watching it. Yep. If you got 3.3 million people watching the inaugural game, Game one. I'm not talking about all the games throughout the weekend. Game one. There was like, I think they said 17,000 people in attendance there. Yeah. (laughs) That's how many people watched the Jets play their first game last year. I know, right? That that looks like a Jacksonville Jaguar regular season game right now. (laughs) So, I mean, and, and, you know, and eventually, I mean, this is far-fetched idea, but maybe this thing breaks out and it becomes the next AFL or something like that that, because AFL boomed for years. Oh, they did. Yeah, I mean, don't get it wrong. Yeah, they've kaplonked over the years, but over the last couple of years anyway. But they they really thrived back in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, people go and sold out arenas to watch these people. And it was because it was a compacted version. This is the same thing on a full size field, but with things you'll never see before, guys that you, that you know you've never heard of it. Yeah, point. but but let me tell you what it will do for you. Unfortunately for me, Jeff Fisher and other Titans fans, it developed a guy named Kurt Warner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Most of these. <laughs> Where's the roof access? I need to take a leap of faith. Real quick. <laughs> you know, most of these guys were probably bagging groceries or like trying to figure out what their nine to five was going to be. Exactly. And then they got a phone call. Hey, you want to come try out for the Gamblers? You want to come try out for the Bandits? You want to come try out for the Breakers? And who? Who? <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, Coach Fisher. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, let's go try this out. Yeah, I don't think I've been mad if Jeff Fisher called me to play. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, people, I, I've been looking around for, like, Ashton Kutcher. Am I being punked right now? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think 3.3 million people viewing, 2.1 of those people are looking to see what this thing has to offer. And there's, like, a real 30% of these people that are, like, Man, this is this is like this could be something huge. Yeah. Because I mean, Look, imagine I, how I many people watch the European league. Stock in this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many people used to watch the European league? 
not you, me. No? <laughs> no, man. I used to watch me. it religiously. That and the Canadian League. The oh, Arcana my goodness. League, man, I just found it so the Canadian boring, League, so not bad. so much. Yeah. But, like, arena football, I watched. I mean, I watched uh, the European League. But it, it was kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of like watching a regular season college basketball game. You know you're going to see a lot of missed shots, but you're still going to be watching basketball. Yeah. And there's always an exciting point to it. Yeah. Because there's going to be something there that makes you go, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, and these guys, they're, I'm sure they're not getting paid nearly as much as. Oh, God, no. But like, I guarantee you they're making more than dropping fries. <clears throat> that part. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up. They're making, coach. they're at least making their fifteen dollar minimum wage. <laughs> Look, I tell you what, when when they gave him a call, they was feeling real good. This is, this is probably what that that phone conversation sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was. It, it's fun. It's fun to watch this and see what it develops into. I mean, I'm so. Last year, I watched the spring league. Did you watch any of the spring league last year when they had that? I did not know. Yeah, see, I watched that. I watched the XFL up until the whole COVID deal shut that down. Yeah. Um, Ooh, Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, man. Yeah. I, I bet you he he was scratching that bald head of his going, man, I hope I just didn't waste a buttload of money. Yeah, well, I don't think he did. It, it thrived. No. Look, it thrived last year, look, and it'll thrive again, especially with his name and fame. Oh, exactly. Uh, this is something I kind of wanted to get in right before the break, which we got coming up here in a little bit. But between the XFL – in the USFL, you might wind up seeing a merger between these guys at some point. Oh, yeah. Kind of like the old NFL and AFL leagues did mm-hmm. back in the day. You know, you got two very similarly talented teams and leagues playing at the same time. You know, I, I see a, a partnership possibly mm-hmm. developing out of this. So, again, whoever your stockbroker is, you might want to go ahead and get on those bandwagons. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, though, the thing, the difference will be is – uh the difference in rules for each league. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember straight out of high school, uh, I played for, like, it was a, a backyard semi-pro team just south of here. And uh, we would play one week, we'd play, like, Arena Bowl semi-pro team. This is where we'd have, like, seven guys on the field. And then the next week, we'd be on a full-size football field playing 11-11. So, I mean, we had a transition over. And we might see that with the XFL and the you know, depending on who has the home field advantage, that'll depend on how the rules are played, I guess you could say, between XFL and uh, the USFL. But I, I I think you'll see that. You'll see them, too. If they both break out like they should and probably will, uh, you'll see, like, the championship game. It'll be who whoever wins that, that that's going to be the star team. And then, then you might eventually, you might actually see well, if you win three championships in a row, we'll we'll put you in a play-in for the worst worst <laughs> the, team in the, the NFL, <laughs> and we'll we'll see how you match up. Your team thirty-three. Yeah, <laughs> we'll throw you in there. I mean, it, it can't get no worse than the Cleveland Browns right now, right? Exactly. <laughs> hey, you add a thirty-third thirty-third team to the NFL and say we've got what eight teams in the USFL, and there's going to be I think probably another eight teams in the XFL. I want to say I, I don't know I don't know if they've Established. Well, I do know the USFL has eight teams. I, just, yeah. I haven't followed, dove too far into the XFL just because they're just a footnote at this point. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll see you next season. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out. But uh, there's enough money there backing it. We'll oh, see it. God, I know, right? This dude. Look, we went to the same high school. 
over at McGavick High School back in Tennessee. Granted, he, he moved to the area, went to the school there for a little bit, moved away from it. So, yeah, it's uh, if he's got the kind of money I've got, it's not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no they uh, – it... I think this is going to be the start of something much bigger than what we see right now. I'm hoping, man. And uh, yeah, me too. Because to see football year round is awesome, and uh, to be able to tune in every weekend and have something other than just the average sports. Oh God, I hear you on that one. I mean, no knock on baseball, but please give me football eight I will, days a week. <laughs> I'm one of those. I would much rather pay the twenty dollars and go sit over in St. Pete and watch a baseball game before I'd watch it on TV. Well, right now, man, the tickets for the USFL are only $10 a piece. Yeah. Yeah. And no, they're affordable. I, I forget the age of the children, but kids are free, man. Yeah. I, I want to say it's like 12 and under, kind of like most places are. Yeah. Yeah, or like, like either $5 or... You know, my, my son's been 10 for like five years now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, if you're, you, Golden Corral, if you're listening. Keep keep that in mind. <laughs> I, I got my daughter over here in the studio, and I, I keep telling her, she's like... Dad, I'm nine. I'm like, you're eight today. (laughs) Show me. (laughs) We get to the racetrack on a Saturday. I'm like, remember your age. (laughs) I'm nine. No, no, no. (laughs) Not tonight. (laughs) We're we're up against the break here. So before we go, let me touch on the the scores across the league. Uh, Obviously, the Tampa Bay Bandits, they're taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Or not Steelers. The Pittsburgh Maulers tonight on FS1. Uh, The Birmingham Stallions, they they beat the New Jersey Generals 28-24. to the Houston Gamblers, they win over the Michigan Panthers, 17-12. to The Philadelphia Stars lost to the New Orleans Breakers, 23-17. to So, uh, that, again, there was a little mumbling, not mumbling, but a little jumbling around with the, the weather delay. That's why we got the, uh, the Tampa Bay Bandits on right now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, I tell you what, let, let, let me go ahead and just let you know how the weekend sounded. And we, we ain't even going to bring in Ric Flair on this one, so... You guys hang tight and uh, enjoy the sounds of the weekend. Second and goal here. Panthers need points badly. Lenore breaks free. Lenore has a run out there. Dives for the catch. Touchdown. Yes, sir. Lance Lenore. The Frenchman. How about that to start that? Yeah. Yeah, we got yeah. more, buddy. Or Smith fires that one right down the middle of the field. Terry Angeline takes it all the way in. Was going out there with Patterson. Patterson fell down. Stand back up. Lost the football. Football's out. And they're running with it down the sideline. It's Northrop. Just as we said, down the sideline. Can he get there? And into the end zone. Takes it about 95 yards. Are you kidding me? He holds on to it, going deep down the sideline, hand checking, and the catch for the touchdown. Man, I tell you what, yeah, it, it's so good a, to hear those sounds. Uh, the the crowd, the contact, yeah. the cheering, the play call. I mean, it, it had me feeling like this all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Unfortunately, we're up against the break. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors again, Great American Florida Promotions. Uh, we've got a gun show 
in town here in Lakeland uh, this weekend, April 23rd and 24th. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or trade, these guys have all your needs when it comes to knives, guns, and ammo. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade, make sure you check out their local listings at uh, GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com and find a gun show near you. But again, we have one in town this weekend, so I hope you guys really check it out. And when you get there, just let them know Blake and Quentin from the weekend recap sent you guys. But uh, we'll be right back, guys. Saturday and Sunday. Get ready for the Great American Florida Gun Show in Lakeland. Buy, sell, or trade. Guns, ammunition, knives, and more. Concealed carry classes are held both days at 10 a.m., 12 p.m., and 2 p.m. The Great American Lakeland Gun Show is at the Lakeland National Guard Armory, located at 4140 Drainfield Road. Visit GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com or call 772-577-9647 for more information. North Wachula Elementary School's Odyssey of the Mind team is hosting a spring family night at Heartland Events on Friday, April 22nd from 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. Proceeds will help their team with costs for their trip to compete at world finals at Iowa State University. This event is open to our entire community and tickets are available at the gate for $10 per person or $20 for all the extra fun like the Blast Zone and Battle Zone. General donations may be made by contacting Mary Sardi at North Wachula Elementary School. Thank you for supporting these state champs. All right, guys, welcome back. This is Blake again. We got Quentin over here on the mic today. And uh, thank you guys for sticking in with us. We we got a lot more to cover, man. I mean, the USFL was a, a whole lot, lot of, of fun this week, but uh, that was not the only fun we've been having, man. It's uh, what, what do you want to dive into first? You, you want some NASCAR news or you want some uh, some NFL news over there? Uh, let's let's hit the NFL. Let's, let's do let's that. Let's hit some NFL. Well, we're already man. on the topic. Uh, you know, we might, we might as well talk some football, right? Yeah. So. NFL news. We we got uh, the draft. It's coming up in what ten days at this point on yeah. the twenty eighth. So hey. I mean, we got a lot of teams getting ready to add a lot of additions, except for Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now with it, uh, we we got a few things still sticking around. You know, we got free agency that's still got some players hanging out there. And when I was looking over this list, man, we we got a few names that still surprised me that was still hanging around. We'd, so let me go over these real quick with you. We got free safety, Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Defensive end, Akeem Hicks. I'm, I'm not too big on this guy because I've seen what he can't do. Outside linebacker, Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. Some local listeners, some people that stream the show, some teams in our markets. Uh, we got a few tackles on this lane, on this list. Dwayne Brown being one of them. And Eric Fisher being the other. So, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I'm comfortable with how two has been protected down there in Miami. We got uh, Trevor Lawrence up there in Jacksonville. I mean, his jersey de- definitely didn't stay the same color all season long last yeah, year. Yeah, that's true. 
And old Ryan Tannehill up there in Tennessee, man, that dude, he he was sacked 47 times last season. That was second most in the NFL. Uh, just look at their records. Look how the season ended. If you can't keep these quarterbacks clean, man, you, you might want to take a look at these tackles. I mean, you know, another name that I didn't hear you mention on there, and you might have it, and I just brain skipped over it, is uh, Nadamika Sue. He is actually still... Floating yeah, around, I'm, I, yeah, he wasn't on the list that, that I looked at, but yeah, and Dominican Sue's still out there. He even, he even shot a tweet over at Todd Bowles saying, "Hey, only thing you're missing is another signing on that defensive line." And that's what and I'm so, saying. You know, he wants to be here, and I'm pretty sure you can get him at a reasonable price. I mean, this dude sounds like he's going to you know, take a home I, fi- a home team discount. I, I I just had this conversation with somebody the other day, and I was like, "Why haven't they signed him yet?" Obviously, he wants to be here. I agree. Obviously, he wants to come back. And they're like, yeah, well, why would you pay him $3 million to come back for a year? I was like, you don't pay him $3 million. You tell him if you want to come back, you play for 1.2, and, and I sign you to a one-year deal. Yeah. He'll probably say, yeah, just to stay. Yeah, Cause just because he, he gets to look at a ring. jersey that says 12 and Brady on the back of it. That's enough to make him want to play, play for another year when he's not getting any other contracts because I'm sure – He's got other offers out there, and he's not accepting them. Exactly. Just like Beyonce, man, you better put a ring on it. There you go. <laughs> but another name that's not signed at this point, which is more so his doing, but Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. yeah. That, that's another local name that uh, ah. has still yet to do anything. I I thought when Brady was coming back, we would have heard a little bit more, but uh, we, we got some rumors and some mumblings going on with Brady that we'll dive into in a little bit, but... Uh, with it, man. Uh, There's such a that, dark cloud oh, there. No, and, and look. All right, we'll touch on it now. Screw it. So, <laughs> with, it, <laughs> with it, you know, it's no secret at this point. There's been a lot of rumor about Brady to Miami. Yes. You know, is this why Bruce Arians retired? Is this why Brady retired? You know, what kind of posture? So all this point of speculation until there's a thirty by thirty for it, right? Mm-hmm. But with it, I think it was a situation. And again, this is me. I think Brady retired because he wasn't getting what he wanted. He, he was supposed to run the offense like mm-hmm. Peyton Manning was doing. I mean, a dude's proven himself. I mean, you're the greatest to ever do it. So, I mean, yeah, your input on offense to me would be valuable. Absolutely. Here, I, Let me take a clipboard from you, <laughs> you know. But with it, I think he retired to posture, you know, th- this is what I said I wanted. This is not what we're doing. So I'm moving on to plan B. Yeah. Plan B was to get traded to the Miami Dolphins. Now, they didn't want to trade them, obviously. Why do I want to trade somebody that's going to bring me a championship? But the retirement was more of a situation where him and Sean Payton were supposed to go over to Miami. And with Sean, not Sean Payton, but with Tom Brady, he was going to be a minority owner of that mm-hmm. group, which would have voided his player contract. So he's no longer obligated to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And at that point, he can renounce his ownership and be signed by the Miami Dolphins. Sounds a little suspicious. Sounds a little Jerry Springer to me. But there's a lot more it than sounds like Brady a fashion. lot of people talking about this. Brady, from what I've read, the NFL starting to look into these allegations. So that, I think there's a little bit more than just rumor, you know. And all this stuff was supposed to happen until Bruce, Ar- not Bruce Arians, uh, Brian Flores dropped this lawsuit mm-hmm. on the team. And within that lawsuit, he had mentioned player tampering within the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. Take us back to Tom Brady, who was still under contract. Illegal tampering. Coming to Miami. 
and all the signings they've got. I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, Miami's been a lot like Tennessee, man. We have not been able to attract those really big names until here recently. And you got people like Tyreek Hill mm-hmm. showing up. I mean, you, you got all these stars coming to this team. And I think they're just trying to pave the way for Tom Brady to be there. And if you want to flip the coin and look over here to what Tampa Bay's doing, everybody that they've signed at this point is on a three-year contract. Yeah. So I think Bruce Arians stepped down because he knew he was going to retire within a year or so. Mm-hmm. So why do I want to set up this team to be torn apart? You know, I, I like Todd Bowles. Let me go ahead and get my guy promoted up. Let him take over the team. We can retain Tom Brady. He'll come out of retirement. We've had these conversations. Let's make it work. And and it happened that way. You know, Bruce Arians goes and retires. He takes a front office job. Tom Brady comes back. Bruce Todd Bowles is your head coach. Mm-hmm. And you got all these guys that came back on three-year deals. That's not Tom Brady's contract. Those three-year deal, deals are security blankets for the new coaching regime. The yeah. Way I see it. You know, hey. Tom Brady's going to be gone after next year. That's what they're planning for. So I wouldn't be surprised to see these guys make a move in the draft, possibly for a developmental quarterback. Yeah. But, man. There's not many not out there. a good quarterback class to go after. But we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later. But uh, there's just so much sick, so much Jerry Springer happening right now between and Tampa and Miami, man. It, it, it's That's what I was saying. There's a, such a dark cloud over this whole whole situation and you know and you kind of touched on it but you know i think when brady came here he was under under the impression that he was under getting away from underneath the wing of uh bilicek and he kind of came to tampa and got with another bilicek in in a sense of bruce arians yeah. bruce arians is a hall of fame coach he was before he came to tampa guarantee that and he's been magic everywhere he's gone. Yeah, and and he's done really well with quarterbacks, and that was the whole reason that he he was pushing for Tom Brady because when you don't have to de- make a good quarterback great, like you already got a great quarterback, yeah. you can only do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see what happened in a short the, season. Call the plays at that point, right? Yeah, <laughs> which, and, but, which made Tom Brady mad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is Brady Brady wanted full control of it. He wanted everything on his belt he wanted everything at his disposal and you know that he didn't get it the first year okay we won a super bowl he was still happy we had covid so there was a an excuse i guess you could say year two comes around we didn't make the or we lost in the playoffs same stuff was still happening there in the organization but now year three comes around he's like hey well i'm retired i'm not i'm not coming back well Arian steps down. Todd Bowles, a younger guy that's willing to learn from somebody that's obviously older than him and greater than what he's. I mean, don't he get me wrong. Bowles is good, great. He didn't have a good stay with the Jets, but I mean, nobody has a good stay with the Jets. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, so I think this is Brady's time to say, "All right, I'm giving you one more year. Let me do what I want to do." You got a defensive-minded head coach now. So he can focus on that, and I'll focus on the offensive side. Let me run my offense how I want to with all these weapons that I've got. Because, I mean, we got Lenny back. We've got uh, Godwin back. We're going to have Evans. Jensen. Jensen. That was the piece that I thought was going to blow all that up. You you get rid of – because they had a guy leave, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, then Jensen was on the fence of staying mm -hmm. or going. And then when I saw him come back, I was like, okay, 
well, not, this team's got a shot now. And then Brady unretires. I was like, okay, we're, we're locked back in. Yeah. And Brady wasn't going to make a, a full-on head-first comeback without knowing that he was going to be well-protected at the age of 46. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't even want to get in a seat at the age of 31 that's not comfortable to me. I, I can't imagine lining up behind five guys at the age of 40-something uh, like and trying to perform. Here, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, no, it, it, I, I understand in a sense, but – I've said this since day one. Brady's such a drama, drama queen, and you know Gronkowski Ooh, is going to fire. Yeah, man. yeah, really, really, <laughs> and and I know I'm happy that he's playing for my team now because I've been a fan since I was like six years old of the Buccaneers. I've watched them lose every game and I've watched them win two Super Bowls. So I've been there for the highs and the lows. Yeah, but in the same instance, like. Don't bring your drama to the organization. <laughs> like, if you're going to go, go. If you're going to stay, stay. Quit on this teetering back and forth stuff. Just make it your grown man. You're oh, no, dang near 50 years old. Like, come on, Grandpa. Get on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, either come help us out or, or go off somewhere. And I think with the whole thing down in Miami happening, that kind of pushed him back and pushed him back towards Tampa a little bit more because I, I do feel like if, all that stuff haven't hadn't have went down. We would have probably seen a dolphin on the side of Brady's helmet this year. Yeah, but how do you think Miami Dolphins fans feel about that? Oh, they're they're okay. They're they're perfectly okay because you know why? Because next he, year they're going to have a twelve on their jersey on their sideline. True. Well, see, we'll go back to the ownership side of this. You know, they were I, I, in the groups that I stalk here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were complaining about Tom Brady being a minority owner. Mm-hmm. But I had to go and remind him that he's been a majority owner of the Dolphins for the last 20 years because he has owned them in that division for a long time. <laughs> you know, oh, you, mercy. You, you look at you look at a team like the New York Giants. When's the last time they've had like a solid season? Eli and Odell. But did they? Ish. Yeah. <laughs> But they've had such one of the biggest average attendance rates to each game. So you know what happens when you have a failed organization? you you got to have a great fan base. And you know how you do that? You bring in big names. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if your organization is failing from the inside out. If you bring in Tom Brady as a part owner slash player, whatever the heck he wants to be, fans are going to jump on board. And yeah. they still got to pay Miami for the stadium that they're trying to buy, you know, that they they built not too long ago. So I mean, it, they got to fill the seats. Event, eventually, they're going to have to try to do something to spark this back up. I, I tell you what fills the seats: playoffs in Lombardies. Yeah, that will fill the seats. And when you go from like, you know, average team to playoff in one year because of one player. That's 46 years old, 47 when he gets down there. I know, man. That's a game changer at the wrong age. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just going to, it's going to make the team like the, if you were playing Madden, your team would go from an 80 to an 85, 86 automatically just by one player. Yeah. And the atmosphere that he brings to the team. So, I mean, that, I think that's where we're seeing. We, we've kind of, for over the past couple of years, we've seen Miami. As the organization, we had the whole allegations with the coaching doing things he should have been doing. Being paid to tank. And that, and there was some drug issues that were going around down there. Organization's crumbling. What do you do? You make a move. 
The Buccaneers, same way. Yeah. What do I mean, we do? Look what the L.A. Rams did. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, it's an L.A. thing to do. The Lakers buy championships. The the Yankees buy championships. Yep. I mean, if you got the capital, <clears throat> go get it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And these guys want to be down there. Who doesn't want to be in Miami all year round? I, I can't think of many, but between the months of June and November, I'll pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hurricane Alley's a little too close at that point. Yeah. I'll take my chances. <laughs> it's still South Beach. Oh, no, but South Beach is right there, right? <laughs> I'm See, sure I can find scenery. <laughs> look, I walked onto the wrong beach, and I found a lot of scenery, but they told me I had to put my shirt back on. Yeah, well. It's so messed up. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I was like, I thought this was a nude beach. <laughs> there, there. Excuse me, ma'am. You need to put your shirt back on. <laughs> oh, goodness. But, but uh Man, speaking of Miami, we we got some things heating up. Oh, and we, I like we, what you did there. Yeah, good segue, <laughs> right? And uh, we got the Miami Heat, man. We, yeah. we got playoff basketball happening here. Who would have thought a Florida team in basketball would be? A, no, uh, I guess would, if you live down south, you you kind of expected it. Well, we'll get to it in a second. But who would have thought a NHL team would be doing good in Florida. Yeah, we, we, we that got wasn't enlightening. <laughs> All right, there's so many people that didn't even know we had this team, but man. Look, the, you got super villains in every sport, mm-hmm. or at least I think we do. And LeBron James is up there with me because he's just this big old crybaby. He's dramatic. He, he's, oh, definitely. He's self-proclaimed himself the greatest player of all time, and uh, that, that's kind of a fan decision, you know. Hey, you're the greatest. But anyways, we we got the Atlanta Hawks, and I don't think there's many people that I just find scummier than this Trey Young guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. the dude's got this little pedophile mustache, got this greasy, wiry <laughs> hair. And, and here's the problem that, that this is the thing that bugs me about him. It, not his looks, it's just his attitude, his demeanor, the way he um, approaches fans and talks to them. So I've seen lots of pictures of him on social media where he's taking pictures with Kevin Durant and all these other basketball players that he was fans of as a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, this seven year old walks up to him and wants to take a picture of him. His response was, I don't take pictures with fans. I mean, I ain't going to root for you, dude. I mean, I, I was so happy to see him get shut down last night. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just he was a non-factor in that game. And karma, man. I, I can't say the words on the radio, but you know how to finish that line. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But the Miami Heat, man, they, they really laid it to these guys. Jimmy Butler, that dude went off in this game. I mean, we we got a few highlights that we're going to play here in a second. But uh, Jimmy Butler, he had 32 points, four rebounds, eight assists. Brandon Clark, that guy had a double-double, 12 rebounds, two assists, 13 points. Dylan Brooks, one rebound, one assist, 24 points. So, no, Lord, I'm all on the wrong team here. Sorry, Jimmy Butler, (laughs) six rebounds, four assists, 21 points. Duncan Robinson, this dude went off. I don't think he missed a single three-pointer. Uh, this dude had one rebound, 27 points. P.J. Tucker, another guy that was just draining threes on these guys. Five rebounds, one assist, 16 points. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a good game to watch. You know, it's it's uh, that was game one. We got a whole series still to get through. Oh yeah. Uh, game two is tomorrow, 7:30 p.m. Eastern time. So it's uh, I get your brooms ready, man. The Atlanta Hawks were not on that level. But uh, here's a few things from uh, the game. 
yesterday from Jimmy Butler and uh, Duncan Robinson. So enjoy. DeAndre Hunter gives Atlanta a three to nothing lead. Butler will fire a three. Kyle Lowry, 99th career playoff game, first wearing a heat jersey. Butler on the cut from Bam, bangs it down. He was swept by the Bucks in last year's first round. Oh, nice pass by Jim. Deadman got fouled and a nice bounce for a chance at a three-point play. He ahead by 22. Butler driving on her. Oh, what a power move for Jimmy Butler. Left, no doubt. Butler has 11. Bam against her. Win the turnover battle. That's a good night. Butler on a jam from Gabe Vincent. A Butler smashing finish. Number two three-point shooter in the history of the Heat franchise. Butler buries a win jumper. Finishing touch. So like I said, man, Jimmy Butler, he just... He stepped it up. A lot of people were worried about the way he was going to play in that game, but... Oh, uh, yeah. He showed up, man, and it was great to watch. And like I said, I just want to see the Hawks just get swept away. So Miami Heat fans, go to work with your brooms. It's going to happen. They're going to sweep them. Yeah, and be looking forward to the rest of the games there because uh, first round, you know, you kind of kind of see which ones are you either have a the Cinderella story from the bottom coming up, or you you have you know a sweep like what what we're hoping to see for Miami fans and the Florida Florida basketball fans, just because. I'm a Magic fan, and <laughs> oh god, where'd the Magic go? Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of where we the need magic Houdini go, on the team at this point. Oh lord, I kind of jumped on the wrong stat line. You know, Nashville, they listen in. Memphis, Knoxville, I, I appreciate you guys John for Morant. tuning in. But John Morant, man, that man, he had a he had a really good game. The dude, he dropped 32 points, had eight assists, four rebounds. I mean, he almost had a double double there. But the one stat line that bothered me was their big man. Adams, mm-hmm. how are you not going to – you're the big dude in the paint. How are you not going to get any points? You have, what, three rebounds, two assists? You were such a non-factor in this game. And that was the difference in it, man. You, were get, you weren't getting rebounds. You weren't getting points. I mean, you were. You looked like the game was bigger than you at the time. And, and you're the biggest first, dude on the court. I, I don't get it. Yeah, first game, uh, John Morant, that's – who your star factor is on that team. So, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you lean heavily towards him scoring-wise. I think uh, game two, possibly game three, I, I, I predict you you look at Adams. He's going to go off. He's going to have probably a double-double here in, within the next game or two. At least just establish a presence. Give me yeah. at least six points. <laughs> I, just game plan-wise. Give me at least double-digit rebounds with your size, you know. Game plan-wise, I think he'll be much more of a factor game two or game three, possibly. Looks like we got about four more minutes left in the uh, left in the show. So let, let, let's jump over here to NASCAR. Man. I was gonna say, did you want to get dirty about? I, I want to get dirty. Yeah, let's get dirty. And then that, that's what I loved about last night's race. Yeah, you know, I didn't quite Hold realize it was a dirt track last night until I tuned in. I'm sitting there. I was like, "Ooh, they're in Bristol. Let me check this out." I love watching the Bristol races because mm-hmm. it's such a small track. You know, just whole lot of action happens on small tracks, you know? And I, I selfishly say all the time, I'm here for the wreck. So 
when I tuned in and I see dirt all over the place, I was like, no. Yeah. Oh, man, I was, I, I tell you what, I was feeling myself. I was feeling real good about it. You want to know how good I was feeling? That's how good I was feeling, buddy. <laughs> you know, NASCAR originally uh, was put together for old moonshiners. Yep. And, you know, they, they were used to running around the hills of Tennessee, uh, West Virginia. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, none of that illegal stuff ever happened up there. But no. um, so you know, the the dirt track people don't see. They see it as like, ah, uh, new cars, dirt track. What this really goes back to the grassroots of racing. Like I'm talking the foundation, straight to the roots. We, yeah, we, we took the grass away. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you you go back to back when they used to have a hundred cars race on the beach of daytona that's when it was great man yeah and so to see this happening again in a nascar even though some people are kind of on and off about it i love it i am a nascar fanatic i'm all about racing in general yeah i mean i used to grow up betting my friends around the neighborhood two dollars or whatever my allowance was at the time for the week and telling them hey you get your bike and bring your allowance i get my bike and bring my allowance and we'll race around the block four (laughs) times first one back wins it all so, I mean, I love racing, and this has been awesome to watch over yeah, the last yeah. two years. It I'm really so is. excited to see what happens in the future with this. There's a whole lot of stuff that we'll probably touch on next week just because as more stories are starting to develop with it, we can hit on them a little bit more, and we're kind of running out of time today for it. But uh, there's a lot of stuff coming up in NASCAR that should be really exciting for people that are fans of motors, which I know you are. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So, look, what – got me excited about it was coming down off these turns you got these guys drifting at oh, yeah. 100 miles an hour i mean i don't un- i don't think you understand the control that that requires but to see these guys going sideways through these turns was just absolutely amazing to see i mean i looked at my son and i hit it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, but uh, unfortunately guys we are up against the clock again but uh want to give one more shout out to our sponsor great american florida gun show man that feels so good to have you back in the studio with us so man it's, oh, i man, look forward I to more days it, like this it's uh it's always good radio it's always good content uh, i promise you our sponsors appreciate it as well our listeners do also well the best part about it man is the chemistry man we, we oh, were gosh. so we were so much alike personally that it, we can both woo it Whoa! yeah there we are <laughs> but no it's been awesome i i've missed everybody back uh, you know everybody listening in and missed the studio and it's so glad to be back and i'll be back week in week out to bring you all the above average news that i can bring you <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we got a few seconds uh, again want to give a thanks to our sponsor great american florida gun show uh you can listen to us every monday at seven on 102.1 theoutlaw.com and 1310 wauc uh stream us live on 102.1 theoutlaw.com and uh until next monday guys Stay classy. Peace. Deuces.